Are you ready? A Shot of Wrestling, episode 338, and away we go. Welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Magadry Putty, joined once again, Mr. Marcus Davenport Schwan. Marcus, how you doing, buddy? Welcome back. What is going on, my man? Have you noticed something, by the way? Like, I used to fight you for the longest time about the whole Marcus Davenport the third yeah. line. And like that, that's not my name. Okay. Wink. I, I I've just given I've just given up because like you're you're just so obnoxious with this. You and Abel, you guys just like putting this as my name. First of all, A, it is like, your name. Keep keeping it. It's not my name. And it's just such cool, it's a cool name. You should embrace it. <laughs> like, I'm cool proud of the name, name that I have. Marcus Davenport's one third. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would be too. MC3. What's going on, buddy? How are you feeling? It's been a while. I feel like it's been. Yeah, you said that pretty weird, actually. Because that was like a whole fragmented sentence. I'm half asleep. It's fine. I'm concussed. <laughs> are you actually concussed? So can you tell the audience what happened to you? Long story short, I had a hard fall. Because I hung out with AJ and Cheyenne. And uh, moral of the story is, as Mark can attest, you hang out with those boys, you get hurt yourself, and you lose your phone. Yes. And, uh, I got my Welcome phone to back. the club. It's still shut off because I got fucked by an insurance company. But uh, bandages are off. I can walk without a cane. And uh, I'm not concussed. I'm fine. Yeah, you told me about the cane part. I'm a little confused. About it. So they gave you a cane even though you didn't have, like, it's not like you, you tore your Achilles. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Made my day. Uh, no, I thought my knee was broken, um, but it was heavily sprained, but I could not put any weight on it. I still couldn't put any weight on that knee. So I was like walking on, like, on my ball and my foot limping really bad. And they said, use a cane to support your weight. And it fucking helped. It didn't, not much, but it helped. So I used that for mm. a couple of days and then before I could start walking on my own. But yeah, I'm six foot six, a shy under 320 pounds. It is very apropos. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. I fell really fucking hard. Wow. Yeah. Nothing like waking up the wow. next day, like blood everywhere. Like, who fucking did I kill? Oh, my hands. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, no, no. What did I do? Not again. Oh, no. It's, it's oh, me. No, wait, wait. Never mind. Let's move on. But yeah, so uh, I'm fine, Mark. You were uh, out last show. Green Man filled in for you. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. And then you were off last week for Cheyenne's birthday, but we had a shot of BCW back previewing. Nightmare at the Mecca coming up October 22nd. Should be yes. good times. Can't wait. Miss BC though. It's been a while. Doors open at 2 o'clock, I believe. Oh, one, 1 o'clock. Show starts at 2 o'clock. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be in the house, man. It's going to be a good time. Vicious Vicky defending her BCW Women's Championship. We shall see, though. We shall see. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming she will because, hey, she's got a championship match this weekend. So. I listen. I don't want to make spoilers and predictions, whatever. It's a foregone conclusion. She's on a hot streak. She she's definitely going to win this. I mean, okay, this is 
it would have happened after I posted the show, before I posted the show, so I could you can say what you so want. So let's say it. Yeah, she won. Boom. And if she there loses. So she give me something when she loses, so I could just edit that in like a, you're like Nostradamus. No, I I don't I don't have to. I don't have to because she's not going to lose. But have you seen? I mean, first off, have you seen what Vicious Vicky has been doing lately? No, but I'm assuming you're going to tell us anyway. Uh, I mean, words don't do it justice. You're going to have to find out. You can check out all of her matches, Title Match Network. You can check it out on YouTube. You can check her out on her socials. Follow Vicious Vicky at Vicious Vicky underscore. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sick. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Sorry. You right there? No. I'm not. It's it's daycare germs, you know. No, I do not know. How's that going? Daycare sucks. Can I tell you that? I think anything any parent can attest to this. That you, know, you just spend thousands of dollars, right, for your kid to be taken care of, and only for your kid to come back with a new illness every week, and then the whole household gets it. <laughs> you know, I've, I've never been so sick before in my life. Sucks. I for like a decade I want a whole time with during that not getting sick. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. You wouldn't trade Look for the us. world though. No, no. You're right. You're right. I I love that little German fested girl. <laughs> so I told you this year I'm not having great luck. And I like I said, I just the hospital visit this past weekend just amplifies that even more. But I found a new <laughs> podcast I fell in love with. Oh man, this fucking great podcast is everything I want in a podcast. It's fucking fantastic. And it's ending because your strike ended. Strike Force Five? You heard about this? Oh yes. Yes, I heard about that. I'm all right, all right this is fine. Alright, there's no end in sight to this strike. I'm gonna enjoy this for a while. But yo, the strike ended like two weeks later. <laughs> no, it's not it's the strike. Like, congratulations, buddy. Anyway, congratulations. You might no one it's, down, it's one the, to go. Right, exactly. It's the Riders Guild. They're good to go. Yep. SAG, we're still in negotiations. Hopefully, by the time this show comes out, a deal will be done. But we shall see. So what can you and cannot talk about now? Because there I was still real... can't talk. So It's still, still the same. Because oh, okay. I, I see people on these talk shows now. I was like, oh, they have a waiver. They can talk about things. I'm like, oh, mm, whatever. What? Yeah. There's waivers. You can talk about stuff. Anne Hathaway was talking about some movie she was doing. But she had a waiver to talk about. Oh, well, because it was a SAG. It's probably a SAG interim agreement, probably. Like, I, I did a movie that was a SAG interim agreement that I probably still shouldn't talk about yet because it's still in post-production. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, I think that that's one of the things. If it's not done by a studio, you can definitely talk about it. But, like, you know, for example, TV shows I can't talk about with you. Any TV show. On the air. Any TV show. I know you can't promote stuff, but you can, can't talk about anything. No. Even if I wasn't in it, I can't talk about it on the air. Because right. that's a form of promotion. <sighs> so, yeah, end soon. I'm lame. Hope this ends soon. <laughs> Same here, man. I'd, I'd like to go back to work. I'd, I'd, I'd love to, you know, I, I was getting some really, really good auditions beforehand. I booked a couple of things. Like, I'll get the ball rolling, man. Like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm right there. It's, so stuff you have in the can, you still can't talk about, even if it's on TV currently. Right. We can't. All right. No one cares. Let's move on. <laughs> Before we get into what's trending, a little 
Fun fact, we're recording the show Friday, October 6th, before Fastlane. So if you're tuning in, expecting us to hear us talk about Jade Cargill's debut or how the controversial fashion Nakamura won the belt, wait to next episode. But however, for this past week, Mark, what was trending? All right, buddy. So the biggest news is that Edge finally made his AEW debut at Wrestle Dream. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It was all over the place. You know the post the post match scrum, MJF said Edge Tony Khan was like whoa 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 he's like Adam Copeland oh yeah well no Adam Copeland excuse me <laughs> excuse me well I mean this is like a big deal because essentially uh, this is a trade you know it, it, like you think of teams that do these blockbuster trades I feel like this is kind of like a trade because WWE just signed Jade Cargill so buddy according to Russell Talk they posted they posed a great question I'm going to ask you. Russell Talk at Russell Talk underscore TV. Who got the better signing, AEW with Edge or WWE with Jay Cargill? Yes. That, that answer your question? It's really six of one, half dozen to the other. It's your mood, the time of day, what your thought processes are. It's really, it cancels each other out. WWE signed Jay Cargill, a young, up-and-coming talent, phenomenal superstar. The world's her oyster. She has over a decade maybe two, left on her career if she wants to, to show us what she got. And we saw what she'd do in AW. Here in the WWE system, she's probably going to get better and better and better. Big matches. The uptake to this signing is, I can't even fathom. This is a huge get for them. The potential's there. But then you have Edge, whose career is more likely past. He has more matches in his past than he has upcoming. That's how the phrase goes. But... He is a huge name, great mind for this business. He could be a locker room leader, something they're very vastly well-known missing, especially with the whole debacle of CM Punk that went down. So, yeah, there's, it depends on glass half full, glass half empty. Like The upstart there for Jay Cargill, the expertise and leadership is there with Edge. I think both cancel each other out. I mean, you're taking a high road there. I can appreciate that. You, you want everyone to win. Uh, you know, you're one of those guys, non-competitive. All right, respect, respect. Hey, yeah, I mean, listen, you make great points in both cases here with Adam Copeland, AEW, and Jade Cargill for WWE. But, you know, gun to my head, if I had to select one and who got the better end of the deal, you would have to kind of go with the upside here. Jade Cargill is younger. Jade Cargill has an opportunity to be a main event attraction. She could be a new face. Of WWE, she could change the trajectory of the whole women's division like that, you know, because for the longest time it's been the four horsewomen being the pillars of that division. Jade Cargill can switch that up in a heartbeat. I know Bianca Blair has been making noise. I know Rhea Ripley has been making noise, but Jade Cargill is someone that is special. She can outshine them both combined. That is the impact that she can have. We talked about it before. Jade Cargill at AEW, she brought the star power. She was doing these events. She was. All over the place, more than anyone in that roster. She brings that star power to WWE, and it's only going to go up from there. Adam Copeland, great points that you made about him being a new locker room leader. Someone that uh, that they were hoping that they could have with CM Punk. Adam Copeland could do that. Adam Copeland can absolutely do that. But for how long is he going to be there for? I know he's going to be full-time, which is great for them. Great for him. Uh, he seems revitalized. He seems refreshed. But... You know, it's a shorter life uh, lifespan that he has there in AEW. Good for him that he's going to walk out there and end his career 
with Uncle Jay as his daughter sparred to it. Touching story. But, you know, uh, as far as like who gets the bigger win here, you got to look at Jade Cargill. You got to look at the upside. Imagine your daughter saying that. Like, oh, hang out with Uncle Putty. Yeah, that'll be great. Great. You'll be, yeah, you'll be happy. Like, yeah. She said something like, you'll be happy. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. Dude. That, that was a, that was really a touching story. Like, I, I think even commented, like, you know, how could he say no to that? You know, like, if my daughter said that to me, I'm like, I guess I'm going to AEW then. So he's there maybe, like, say he's there for a year. Doesn't mean he can't stay, hang out backstage. His, if his in-ring career is over, he could still be a, a force backstage in that locker room developing people, uh, cultivating people and talent and storylines and promos and all that stuff. Dusty Rhodes did for NXT. I think this is a huge possibly. Possibly, but he could also do that to uh, WWE. The door is open for him to, uh, for him to go back there as well. I mean, you know, I, I, he, there's a lot of things he could do. He can go back to acting. He could, you know, enjoy times with his daughters. Uh, there's a lot of different things that he can do. Like we're talking about the now, as far as him under contract as a performer, you know, that's what he brings to the table. What he does after that, when his contract is up, for all we know, he goes back to WWE as a coach, as a producer. I remember this rumor first started. Like, oh, why would he go? Like, we were talking about why would he go. I just didn't see it happening. And apparently WWE didn't see it happening either because they didn't retain the rights to his the song or his catchphrase or his uh, moniker. They just, oh, yeah, he's, he, we'll keep it. It's fine. And here we go. Or, it, like, he has a song. He has the same exact entrance. Like, not even anything's changed. Like, oh, okay. Was that there. the case or, or or did they do that, like, as a favor, as courtesy? Like, hey, man, it's yours. No, they didn't have the rights. They never procured the rights. Or when they did, they lapsed because... They didn't think they would need it anywhere else. They would use it as a case by case basis. I mean, huge win for Adam. So big because business. Can you imagine business. him? Smart business move. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine him having to reinvent? He could. He could reinvent Easily. himself. I'm not going to count that out. But like, hey, I mean, that was just an easy layup for him. But moving on, Putty, we could talk about this all day. Lots of other things have happened. Going into NXT news, so, dude. You see the card for next week for this Tuesday? It's stacked. They're going against AEW's. Championship was a title Tuesday is what they're calling it. Uh, Denise Hollywood Salcedo at underscore Denise Salcedo already announced for WWE NXT next week. John Cena will appear in the, in the corner of Carmelo Hayes. Cody Rhodes will be making a major announcement. Asuka versus Roxanne Perez. And from there, we have Paul Heyman also going to be there. And we heard the gong tonight mm-hmm. on SmackDown. The Undertaker looks like we'll be making an appearance as well. Putty. Is this enough to beat out AEW in the ratings on Tuesday? If this is not, what what will? You know what I'm saying <laughs> they're they're stacking this card. The, the the detriment to them is AEW's main roster. That's their guys. This is their people. NXT's you know developmental. So now that you're loading it up with big names and main event players and well known people, legends. If this doesn't beat AEW, I don't know what will. Right. Like so, like it's 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 wild that they're doing this. You know, is this a retaliation to the fact that Edge is going to be wrestling for the first time in AEW? Because that's the, that's the biggest highlight there that that AEW has. I know they have Soraya versus Rashida. Um, I think was it Hangman Page is also going to be in action. Um, no, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't uh, it doesn't matter what the card was. I saw these like Oscar. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Then I hear Cody Rhodes is making an announcement. Oh, then John Cena's coming. I'm like, oh. What? This seems weird. Mm-hmm. So I go to my guide next week. I'm like, oh, AW's opposite. Okay. I know now this is the time of the year where AW's all fucked up because of the playoffs, MLB playoffs. They're they moving around now. I'm like, okay, now we're going head to head again. This is a smart move 
Hopefully it works. If it doesn't, you tried your best. You know, development, you're developmental. It's fine. I mean, okay. But does does NXT they, being on its night and AEW moving give them the advantage? Or because my DVR recorded AEW on Wednesday at four o'clock in the afternoon when it was Big Bang Theory. Like I don't know why my DVR missed AEW. That's weird. So like maybe people will miss AEW on Tuesdays, or the casual fan might miss it. I don't know. I'm curious to see how this goes. But then like one has to wonder. So like one has to assume. I mean, they're making a big deal about NXT, right? And I mean, not for nothing. I I grew up a huge Undertaker fan. I'd probably watch to see what the hell happens there with that mm-hmm. by itself. You know, you, you you'll have a lot of people probably tuning into NXT. They're they're most likely going to blow AEW out of the water. I shouldn't say that because I, I think, think so. a lot of people are excited about Adam close. Copeland making his in ring debut there. Yeah, but like one has to think that NXT has the edge, for lack of better terms, well done. here. Thank you. But is it fair, though? Is it fair? Because, like, you know, if, if you want to beat that ratings war there, if the, the one of the few times you guys going to be head-to-head, don't you want to do it on, like, you know, the merits of the talent that's actually in NXT, NXT every week? Doesn't that devalue the product? Does it devalue the talent that's been putting up every single week over there? I don't think so. But the, you, yeah, a little, you, yeah, a little smirk there. Yeah, a little smirk there when you said to. that. No, I don't think so. You got, you got the talent. You know, if you want to go head to head with people throwing rocks, yeah, I'm going to bring a fucking gun if I have it. Do it. Let's fucking bring the full artillery. Do it. You know, shut shut them down. Shut them up. Let's do this. Tuesday nights is our fucking night. Who do you think you are coming to our night? Fucking go to Thursdays against Impact. Wow, wow! Look at you. The WWE mark is coming out in you. Okay, I never, I never hit it. I never hit it. <laughs> I said, I saw a little smirk that came up there. I'm like, oh, here we go. But in the, also, also, I mean, the ratings are huge and important. But this day and age, the, how important are they? Because they're, they're not. One's going to watch down one, one, then you'll DVR the other, or you'll flip back and or forth. People, or people are following the social media, yeah. or or checking out clips on YouTube. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all about the collective the, the views is what they're looking yeah. at here. But yeah, I mean, like I don't know. Like, I think Scott Lesh brought up a good point. He's a photographer. Uh, does work at AEW, but has done some work at BCW as well. About that point that I brought up is the fact it's it's kind of like overkill, man. Like, yeah, y- your analogy, you bring a gun to a rock fight. Like, it, it's kind of unnecessary. And I and I, I kind of see the point, though. Like, you know, what does that say for the existing talent in NXT that's been there every single week? What, we can't do this on our own? Because that would be a bigger deal, though. If, like, the the regular people that have been there every week, they, they beat out AEW on their own. It would be. Am I wrong in that? No, you're not. You're absolutely right, 100%. But you called me a WB mark. But then you had these AEW fucking marks who are shitting on NXT because they beat them in their brief Wednesday Night Wars. Again, because it's the main roster talent. Household names, people we know. Like, let's tune in. Let me see Chris Jericho. Let me see John Moxley. Who's who's this person? Who's this person in NXT? It's developmental. But now, let's again, we're going to reignite this one night, one time only war. They got their ass handed to them. Back in the day, let's see what they can do. You have your main roster. You got your names. Well, let's we got some tricks up our sleeve. Let's pull in the big guns. We're WWE, the worldwide leader in sports entertainment, for fifty fucking plus think, years. Let's bring in fucking John Cena. Let's bring the Undertaker. I think it'll be very. It'll be very interesting though if AEW does beat them. It'll be very interesting. To I wouldn't see be that. surprised if they did. Again, it's main roster. The edge is there. If a die hard hardcore fan base. Again, I can watch NXT uh, clips on YouTube's. Right. What else is on the right. Well, well, I think this is one time like, I'll be paying attention to the ratings just to see 
how exactly that went. But we got to move on here, Putty. We have some other news here that broke out. Putty, your boy is back in the news here. I know you love him. <laughs> CM Punk. Roman Reigns, SCN, at Reigns underscore Arrow. Those close to CM Punk have told that it is his intention to return to, w- to WWE and the two sides are in talks. Listen, buddy, Survivor Series coming up, and it's in Chicago. Could that be it? Could Cult of Personality be played over there? Listen, I'm going to ask a better question. Is CM Punk coming back to WWE the right move? Is he? I don't. I haven't heard anything about talks. I heard he sent, quote-unquote, feelers out. Uh, apparently, the ball is in his court. But uh, like allegedly, what has to happen is uh, there is interest. There is interest from WWE. But apparently, he does have to make some amends first before anything happens to some people in the back in the, in the back there. I guess one would be Seth Rollins, another one would be Roman Reigns, and I guess some other people. Yeah, he made amends with The Miz a couple months ago when he was backstage at Raw. So I, he is in the amends stage, I guess, of his career, whatever step that is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I don't think WWE needs him. I think we're fine. We. Yeah, I guess I am a mark. Yeah, <laughs> wow, look at that. We're, we're, we're fine. Well, are you getting paid by them? I fucking wish. Oh, my God. If I was, forget about it. I don't care if he comes back. I think most people don't because he left a lot of sour tastes in people's mouths with going on how he left AEW and how he left the suspension in AEW. Remember, we were hearing booze for CM Punk. We never hear booze. Is this the right move? I can't tell you that. I'm up behind the scenes. I'm not, I don't know what plans they have for him where he fits in the main event roster or the main event card. I will cross that bridge when we get to it. I just don't see it happening. But like I said, I've been wrong. Before. Never say never, never man. Say never, like yeah. you know, one point we we never thought Brock Lesnar would come back. We never thought Sable would come back. We never thought Bret Hart would come back. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of people that Macho Man Randy Savage at one point we never thought we'd see him back. Like uh, there were a lot of people, Hulk Hogan, shit. For like the list goes on of people that we never thought we'd see come back to WWE, and they and they have. Uh, so like, why not CM Punk? Why not AJ Lee then? You know, like the, the doors, the doors are open. It seems like, it seems like this is honestly CM Punk's like you know last ditch effort to get a big paycheck in wrestling, because he, I mean, it's not like he can't be in wrestling. He could be an Impact, but he's not going to get a big paycheck from them. You know, uh, I don't necessarily know how much he would want to do the Indies, go to Matt Cardona route uh, at this no. stage of his career. No, you know, like there's money to be made there, but you know, it's doing it the hard way. Uh, I don't think CM Punk wants to do that or needs the money. Does he need the money? We don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't necessarily so. know that. Um, I think he's fine. Hey, listen. I mean, I, I. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not a billionaire. But it tends. It seems to be never enough for those people. But a- anywho, that's besides the point. Listen, CM Punk. I think there's a lot of money there to be made on both sides, because yeah, you, you, there are people. He's a controversial figure. You know, like certain politicians that out there. They're they're. You know, Donald Trump, for example, there are people that absolutely fucking love him, and then there are people that absolutely fucking hate him. And the same could be said about CM Punk. I'm sure he would hate that analogy, but it's true. See, there are people out there that absolutely hate CM Punk, as we heard him getting booed from his suspension at AEW, and for people that when uh, when he left WWE, like yourself. However, there is a huge cult following for CM Punk that absolutely love him. I am still a CM Punk fan. I love what he does. I honestly think he's getting a bad rap for what happened to AEW. Could he have handled it better? Absolutely. I've said that a million times here on this podcast. But there's still a lot left to be done in WWE, I think, for him. And if they can do business right. And someone said, actually, I, I forgot what the source was. The shit that went on AEW would never 
you would never get away with that in WWE. At least not the second time. No, especially now that's so, owned by a big uh, corporation, though. Right, and that's another point there. You know, I that's something we haven't even really talked about. You know, R. Emanuel is the actual new boss of WWE. Would he not want CM Punk? Absolutely, he would, because there is money to be made there. That's a fact. Kind of remind me of the story that broke this week too. Like Colin Kaepernick is like sending feelers out to the Jets. Oh, yeah, you saw me to the practice squad. Like one last ditch effort. This is why I quit it too. WWE is really wow. WWE's, I don't mean that in like a derogatory term. Like WWE doesn't sign him. What's next? I don't see him going to Indies. I don't see he needs the Indies. No. Um, uh, his impact I think he's. Th- I think he's done with wrestling. He's done. Impact has been thrown around for a bit, but he only go there if he wants to wrestle, not for the money. So this is it. We'll see. It's the last ditch effort. Survivor Series is in Chicago. What better place? I think it'll be. I dude. I think it'll be huge. If done right, like there's a lot of great things that could, could be uh, they could do there with CM Punk. Like right away, a money match will be him and Seth Rollins. If they can make amends, at least have a, a working relationship. I mean, not for nothing, Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes have admitted they didn't like each other, and they put on some fantastic matches. Like you know, why not Punk and Rollins? Why not Punk and Reigns? Punk, uh, Kevin Owens. The list goes on, man. Of yeah. these classic matches you can have because obviously you know he has shown AEW he could still go. If anybody hates CM Punk and doesn't know him, grow the fuck up. <laughs> so I, I, oh, I hate this person. You don't fucking know this person, dude. Right, right. Because you know, we, it's we we hear like all this he said, she said stuff that happened at AEW, but we don't necessarily know the truth. Exactly. You know, we're getting fed stuff that's being purposely put out there from the trades by some of these people. And again, I, I am not absolving CM Punk of any wrong. It sounds like there was some wrong there on his part, but you know, like it's. Too wrong, so don't make it right. But that's all I have here for the news, Putty. We're going to see what happens here with CM Punk. We're going to keep tabs on that. Do you have anything else to add? Nothing. You cover everything. Let's get right into t- TV. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. Again, taking place before Fastlane. Mark, what was trending this week in TV? All right, Putty. Let's start with Monday Night Raw. Dude, Gunther... Has been on fire, man. Uh, he put a hell of a match against Ciampa. Uh, he had a hell of a promo. The dude looks apart. Uh, a lot of sentiment has been going around on Twitter talking about this man. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com at Sean Ross Sapp tweets this. Everything Gunther does makes the title mean more. And I couldn't agree more with that. And a lot of Twitter has been saying the same thing. Putty, what do you think? Is Gunther the best Intercontinental Champion of all time? Was my favorite belt growing up, still is. So he looked like Mr. Perfect, the Ted DiBiase's, the Ultimate Warriors, the Miz, the Chris Jericho's, you know, the Edge. I can go on Triple H, The Rock, blah, blah, blah. Gunther doesn't really hold a candle to them when it comes to, like, character and personality and, like, oh, that's fucking Mr. Perfect? That's fucking The Miz? Okay. But goddamn, he probably, I have to say yes. Wow. Wow. I mean, like, I talked about it many times on this show since all eight seasons. What Miz did for the IC belt has been next to none. It was a joke. It was a handoff. It was a hot potato. But when he, he had it, it meant something. He restored it to prominence when he had it. It was must-see. It was a draw. Uh, but what they've done with Gunther, like, again, his his character is just there. His promos are pretty good. But his matches, goddamn, man. Jesus. He delivers in the ring. Uh, I'm so happy, too, that shut up all those fucking people who were missing Walter. 
I told you it would fucking make no difference if he, and it didn't. And yeah, I think he he's up there, man. If he's not the best, I don't know who would be besides him. Yeah, that that is a, it's a huge statement, man. Like to say the best of all time, you just think about how long that championship goes back to. Like Pat Patterson was yeah. the very first Intercontinental Champion. Like Pat Patterson. That goes who's that goes back deep, bro. Uh, so there's been a lot of great champions along that time. I mean, Shawn Michaels immediately comes to mind for me, like putting that championship on the map, you know, with the, with the ladder match at WrestleMania, you know, Razor Ramon, uh, you know, Bret Hart, as you said, like, you know, uh, Mr. Perfect, like the list goes on a great champions that, that held that championship that, that made it mean something. And we, we haven't even talked about honky tonk, man. The man who had it the longest time. Did Gunther, Gunther officially beat him out, right? A couple weeks ago, yeah. Going to. Going to. No, Does it make a difference? A couple weeks ago, he did. Oh, he did? A couple weeks ago, yeah. This is what I thought. Okay. I, dude, I feel like time is such a fucker for me. Um, so he did. So Gunther is now the longest reigning champion. Does that does that mean anything at all, though, with that, uh, as far as terms of him being the best? or Definitely helps give a couple notches up in his column. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it has to, man. It's what, like, it's it's crazy because I didn't even think about like how far back, like, uh, that he won the championship for. It's like, holy shit, that flick flew by because, like, dude, I can't get enough of the dude. He, he's just put a match after match after match, banger after banger after banger, right? Yep. And like every match he does, it it, it delivers. Those two back to back classic matches with Chad Gable, recently, uh, the fucking WrestleMania Triple Threat match he had. It just he does it. it I don't know what else to say. Hey, like I, I think I think you have to uh, hit another note here with Gunther, uh, as far as like you know why he may go down as the best. Because think about like how that championship has been used for like these past few years. There've been moments where I, I couldn't even remember who the champion was because it was just like meaningless. Mm-hmm. Like it was hardly defended. It was like at one point it was like a hot potato going back and forth different people. Like it didn't necessarily matter. It wasn't even defended on pay-per-views. Like it was just like almost like a nothing title. It was a shame. It's just like at one point I was talking about, man, it would be nice to see the United States Championship and the Intercontinental Championship be like prominent again to like mean something. And here we are. Gunther has brought it to that level. It brought it to the level back to like the attitude era from what I remember when that championship was held of high prestige, of high value. Very curious, A, who beats him, and B, what they do with that belt after him. Is he going to go oh, back God, to being like, yeah. like the Miz was? The Miz was great, but then he lost it and it was, went back to being a hot potato, meaningless prop. I think if that happens, this reign would have been wasted. I think they are now have the people in place that that won't happen. So I'm curious what the next chapter is for this belt after Gunther passes it on to the next person. And then you have to wonder, well, then what's next for Gunther when he loses the championship belt? Like, you know, like, one way to go. What up? One way to go, right? Oh. Like, he's he's definitely has to he has to win a main championship. He has to be uh, the the world heavyweight champion or universal champion, and one of the two. Yeah, like, do you, uh, real fast before we move on, do you see him as someone that could possibly beat Roman Reigns? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I don't know what the plans are. I don't know. We hear rumors, there's rumblings about WrestleMania 40, but if, like, use your phrase earlier, gun to my head, he would be my pick to win the Royal Rumble. Oh, that would be a great pick. He was uh, final two. Number right? one. Last year. Number one and went to the final two, yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, he was number one. Yeah, man, like the, the the dude, he he is a freak of a human being. He's got a great look too, and he, the, the the total package is there with the, Empor- the Emporium. Period. Is it Imperium? Excuse me. And it's Samantha Irvin. Her, her whole yeah. cadence of her of her uh, delivery of um, the ring announcing, like it, the, the package is there. But moving on, Putty. Going on to NXT. Twice we're talking about NXT, Putty. How about wow. that? Hell froze over. Wow. Wow. I guess so. Dominic Mysterio, man, he did it. He did it again. Wrestling World CC at Wrestling WCC. Dominic Mysterio has regained his North American title. Poor trick, man. He only had the championship for, like, what, three days? Yeah. <laughs> That's a damn shame. But Dominic Mysterio, man, a lot of pressure on him to win it. He won it. Has Dominic Mysterio proven himself now that he's a two-time North American champion? Yeah. He's proven himself. I think everyone is now. I think people are just booing him because it's the cool thing to do. I think people booing Dominic Mysterio is the same way people say you suck to Kurt Angle. That's his thing. People boo him. I think he's won people over. I think he's winning people over. Again, I think the boos are just what you do. It's the well, he's a heel. You're supposed to be booed. Yeah, but I think he's winning people over. It's just the way he won. I don't understand. I know I heard Mustafa Ali was supposed to win this belt. That's true, yeah. And if that was the case, why even give it to Trick Williams? Why couldn't they have been interfered at No Mercy? I that's what I'm more curious about. Like, what happens with Trick Williams now? You building him up, you break him away from Carmelo, build him up, only to just chop him at the knees. Yeah, it just seemed weird. So I'm curious what happens next with Dominic and this title with Trick Williams and Carmelo. But I think Dominic has proven himself. Yeah, I think I'm a I'm a I, I hate to say this because I would not have imagined myself saying this. Eight months ago, six months ago, but yeah, I'm thinking about Dominic Mysterio fan. There you go, man. Listen, I, I, I think there are people that complain that he won this match, uh, legitimate complaints. But listen, he's a, he's a heel, dirty Dom, Dom Dom, the dude that went to jail for a day for like a few hours and got himself a little teardrop tattoo here, saying that he did hard times. Like you're not supposed to like him. Yeah. He's doing a great job. The way he won the match, like typical heel fashion. Uh, heel fashion. Ric Flair would love that with the interference of Judgment Day and all that. Dude, that was that was well done, well done all around. And you're supposed to hate that moment. It's supposed to make you cringe. It's supposed to make you boo him. Dominic Mysterio is crushing it as a heel. Absolutely. And uh, I, I I never want to see the dude be face. I never want to see the dude be faced because he's just when he was a face dude, it was obnoxious. It was just annoying. Like who is this kid? Who is this, this brat that I just want to punch in the face? That looks like anyone could kick his ass. That's the point. You have him be heel that anyone could kick his ass. That was the attraction with Ric Flair on what like when he was champion back in the day. It felt like anyone could beat him. It felt like anyone could beat him, but like he still found a way to weasel out and squeeze out either a win or a tie to still walk out as the world heavyweight champion. That's what Dominic Mysterio is, and you got to love it. You got to love it. I was it? Mickey James recently said and busted it open that I need to find a quote here, but like something along the lines that he's going to go down as one of the greatest. I won't go that far yet. Too early to tell over there, but if she's saying it, let's say something. Like in 10 years from now, like we've been talking about Dominic Mysterio as a top heel. <laughs> wow. Okay. Interesting. 
What do you think about that, though? I get it. Too early to tell. He's only been a heel for a year, and he's only getting better and better and better. So I And she would know better than I. So if she's saying that, that's a big endorsement for that to come to fruition. Yes. Listen, man, I, I, I want to put it past him, man. Like, you know, it's just... He, he just again, I, I, I can't ever see this dude being face. I, I guess in a right circumstance, maybe it would work. But, like, yeah, like, if you're a weasel, no one's going to like it. And there's a lot of different things. There's different layers you can go here with this. There's a lot they can do. And people are just going to hate him more and more and more. Especially if, like, he squeaks out a, he squeaks out a win at a Royal Rumble in a shady way. And he winds up winning the World Heavyweight Championship in a shady way. Or becomes money in the bank. Like, it's, it's just going to escalate from there. You're going to get more booze out of the arena. Yep. It's great. It's killing it. Absolutely, man. So props to Dominic Mysterio. He, I don't say he is him. No. I feel like that's reserved for, yeah, right? It's Carmelo. But I don't even say Carmelo is him. Carmelo, he's good. He's very good. And that's his catchphrase. I am him. I know. I, I know. So, like, but, I'm, like, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, like, you know, in, like, that's his catchphrase, but, like, you know, there are people that say I'm the best in the world. I don't necessarily know if you're the best in the world. No one says that about you. No one says that about you. No, no I'm saying about me. I, I say that about me, but. Anyway, moving on. Moving on, buddy. Going on to AEW. You know, a lot to talk about Adam Copeland, but, you know, we were talking about that. Another man was trending quite a bit. His name is Jay White. And the way how he laid out MJF and their championship match coming up at full gear. Sean Ross Sapp, again, we go to him of Fightful.com at Sean Ross Sapp. MJF versus Switchblade Jay White for the AEW World title at full gear. If MJF retains, he will likely be the first person to hold the AEW World Championship for a full year. By getting to full gear, he will pass Kenny Omega for the longest reign in AEW history. So that will be quite the accomplishment. But, you know, as we saw Jay White, he's got the numbers behind him, man. And Adam Cole has got a broken foot. What do you think, buddy? Is Jay White a legitimate threat to MJF's reign? I think anybody he's faced has been a legitimate threat. Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan. I think anybody who he's faced has been a legitimate Samoa threat. Samoa Joe. Yeah. So, yeah, he is a legitimate threat, yes. I like the way that he's packaging these guys against him. They, they do seem like legitimate threats. So I would not be surprised if he wins. I don't see it happening. I'm, I'm loving Jay White. I'm loving the Bullet Club Gold, what they're doing over there. Yeah, I think he is a legitimate threat to his championship, yes. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I just... Not him, I, I know, like, we, we, we ended off with Jay White holding the championship, right? He stole MJF's championship. It just didn't look right. It didn't look right. He didn't... He, he, like, I know Jay White is a big deal from New Japan, right? I know Jay White is very good at what he does. But, like, I don't I don't necessarily see it clicking. I, I don't necessarily see... I don't necessarily see this working right now as, as a as a top rivalry, you know. I I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm not as connected. And again, this this is no fault to the talent at all. Like I I don't want to say anything negative about Jay White or or, or MJF here. Uh, but like you know, I I just honestly I didn't buy it because maybe I just didn't buy the fact that Jay White bought it. Mm. You know, I okay. I, I That's think a story. Okay. I, I I think that you know MJF. It's a good point by Sean Ross. You know, MJF is closing in on a year. You know, I, I, I think they want MJF to be the guy. I mean, his contract is also up in 2024. You know, why not make do everything you can to make this man happy to hit to certain benchmarks to 
you know, hey, this is what we're doing for you. You think you think WWE is going to do this for you? No, they're not. Hey, sign with us. Stay with us. I think that would be that would be the move. Okay. Like I said earlier, I missed AEW because my DVR fucked up somehow. Did we reveal who that guy in the devil mask was? Was it Jay White? And no, no. So, so Jay White is alleging that it was MJF. MJF said it's not him. It's not. Him. Uh, so, like, yeah, I mean, like that. That's also. I think that's probably going to come to play soon enough. Maybe it happens at full gear. Mm. Okay. Maybe that. Maybe that's what this is more so heading towards. Like, who that person is, and maybe that person will next go to battle with MJF. Maybe that'll be the person to uh to be MJF for the title. Because you are right. I mean, you you yes point. Then who who will be the one? That's a great question. I, 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 there's just so many people in AEW yeah. that like you know, pick someone. I, I, I don't know. Like who, who's going to rise to the top there? Will it be Adam Copeland? Maybe, maybe Christian. Christian, can we talk about Christian real fast? Let's, let's, let's please. Let's, 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 let's throw the form out the window. We'll talk about Christian the rest of the show. Oh my lord, dude! All right, so people, people talk about Dom being a great heel. Yeah, Christian has Christian has to be like the best heel right now. I think so. He's right, killing it. He's been killing it. Yeah, like he didn't even have to really say much in that promo with Edge. Gives him a hug. Go fuck yourself. I'm assuming that was edited on TV. Every, every clip it was I edited. See, it, was, every, it was it was on TV. Every clip yeah. I see is like was unedited. I'm like, oh shit, okay. Um, yeah, it, Christian was great. One of my favorites. Then he goes to TNA, fucking kills it. Multiple multiple time champion, proves he can be the guy. But that was TNA, you know the. At that time, TNA was pretty hot, but it was still not that many eyes on that product. Those who did loved it, but it wasn't on like a mainstream scale. Now you have Christian Cage on a worldwide mainstream platform, fucking killing it, holding his own. Oh, fuck, man, Christian's fucking badass. Christian's an asshole. Love this guy. Whatever side you're on in this debate. Then Edge comes back. Like, I'm sure he's happy. His friend's there. But you carved your own career path without being an edge of shadow. So I'm curious how this dynamic plays out going forward. And that promo, I only saw a clip of it. It seems like it's off to a good start. Yes. I just, yeah. I just, I just don't want him going back into edge of shadow. And it does seem like it's not going that way. And I'm loving that. No. It seems like they're going to have a, a, a rivalry of yeah. sorts. But, you know, going back to who could it be with MJF. I mean, hell, dude, you're right. Maybe maybe it's Christian. Because MJF, is a, he's a huge baby face right now. And who yeah. ever thought we'd see that happen? Nobody. Uh, and, and Christian is ultimately the top heel in all of wrestling. Yep, definitely top three. That, that would be that would be low key a great match, man. It, it really would. Yeah. And to see Christian be uh, give you a world champion and meet your promotion, he deserves it. I, I hate that chance. He he, but I think it, that's apropos here. And keep in mind, Tony Khan said that's one of his all time favorites, right? Christian. Yeah. Early. Okay. Good. So we shall see. Moving on, though, putty. Going to SmackDown. I didn't see this coming at all, by the way. The Bloodline and Judgment Day. Rhea Ripley looked Paul Heyman in the eyes and said, Acknowledge me? Yeah. That was badass. Uh, Fightful Wrestling at Fightful. Quote here. We are stronger together. The Judgment Day and the Bloodline. Rhea Ripley to Paul Heyman. It looks like the Unholy Alliance is here, buddy. What impact will the Judgment Day have on the Bloodline, you think? I don't think much. I don't think this is going anywhere. Well, then why do it? I think it's just 
a placeholder until Roman Reigns comes back and try to reestablish what's going in the next chapter of the bloodline because it seems like they're fading away. It, it's only those Jey Uso, uh, Jimmy Uso, and uh, Solo now. It doesn't have the same impact as it did before. And, but Judgment Day is taking over, man. Judgment Day is taking over. They're they're outshining the bloodline. Yeah, they're the they're the faction now. Bloodline right now is just a tag team. Right. Yeah. It was it was it got it got messy with the bloodline. Right, so it, it was kind of falling apart after after the whole Sami Zayn thing, yeah. and, and and then like you know after with, with Jimmy and Jay, split, it, it just all got pretty messy. And yeah, Judgment Day has been they've been holding their own, they, they, dude. Honestly, I didn't think Judgment Day would last this long. Can, can I just no, say yeah, that? I don't think many people did. Yeah, but they're fucking killing it. Yeah. Oh my god, absolutely killing it. But, it, it just seems like it took with the whole level when Rhea Ripley came on board. I still get me that. Jimmy turned on Roman and then tried to save his brother, but now he wants back in. It just um, and like now Jimmy doesn't care care about getting Roman's approval. Like he is the guy in charge now until Roman comes back. It's just something seems weird. It doesn't. It's, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's not it's sitting weird. right. I'm work here. What happens next week if Roman comes back? I don't know, man. It just seems weird. And uh, I'm a lifelong video game person. Love playing the and it just seemed like I don't know about anybody else re- realized, felt the same way. But the end of SmackDown, you had John Cena, LA Knight, Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso randomly thrown together, big four names. It felt like I was playing a career mode in one of the WB2K games. <laughs> like they just throw random people together in a storyline. I'm like, that's what it feels like. I'm like, oh, okay, this seems weird. Is it, okay, just okay. You know, though, like when when Rhea Ripley was talking to Paul Heyman in the back, right? I see, I saw a lot of possibilities, man. It, by the way, Rhea Ripley holding her own there, loved it. Like the intensity that she had, uh, you know, like, you were talking about he is him, like she is her. Uh, I, I think Rhea Ripley is a complete badass, and it would be awesome to see Paul Heyman represent her. By the way, like, to see a, a Paul Heyman girl, I've been dying to see a Paul Heyman girl for years now. Uh, and I think that'd be a fucking hell of an alliance. But you know, when, when it seemed like when when it was authorized, right? Like, like holy shit, this is going to be this going to remind me of the Ministry of Darkness or the the corporate mm. ministry. Nice, you know, and, and like how they ran amok all throughout WWE for a few months, and it, it was dude, who can stop them? You know what I mean? Yep. That's what I was thinking that was going to happen here. But then, like, as you talked about, at the end of SmackDown, they I was thinking, like, you know, they were going to beat the holy hell out of John Cena and LA Knight. They're going to make an example. They're going to show every, the whole WWE Universe the, this 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 force to be reckoned with here that no one could touch them. But no, you, you had the, the Avengers come in here and uh, and clean house. What are they doing there? <laughs> what, are they doing, hey, what are they doing there first in the floor? And what are they doing geared up? Uh, yeah, 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 right. They're geared hanging up. Out, too. Hanging out backstage, visiting. You can make that into the storyline. But I'm wearing my full wrestling gear when I'm a member of the Raw roster. Okay, I'll suspend this belief, I guess. <laughs> but like, right away, it shows like, all right, well, this is going to be nothing then. Yeah, as he said, you know, it, it, it kind of any hopes of like what this could be kind of dissipated. Yeah, dissipated. When, when they they all gave their finishers to, oh God, I'm blanking on his name. JD McDonough. JD McDonough. Not in Judgment Day, so that's a nice, obviously, 
saves the Judgment Day from taking that hit. I guess, I, yeah, I guess like the intern yeah. of Judgment Day. But still, like it was just it was not good. But Roman Reigns, you're right, is coming back next week. So maybe they do. Maybe that is the missing piece for them. Maybe maybe the, maybe that's how they become, you know, that 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 force that I want to see here, a la the corporate ministry, back in the day. And if you don't know what that is, for the love of God, fucking Google it. One thing that Judgment Day's been saying for weeks, if not months now, is that there is no leader or family. But those two weeks she was out for injury, quote unquote, shit kind of hit the fan. Then when she came back, she fucking laid the law down. Yeah, Rhea Ripley is the leader. And Let's then, be like, real. Here. Tonight on SmackDown, like, everyone leave. I'm going to deal with Paul Heyman. Like, yeah, she has to be the leader. She's the matriarch of the Judgment Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she, a main attraction. If she, if she, it anymore. if she leaves Judgment Day, that whole thing crumbles. Yep. Like, that, that's the glue right there. Yep. I agree. But, yeah, man. I mean, like, we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens when Roman Reigns comes back. Like, w- what happens here? What happens with Fastlane? Um, I don't think it's going to last as long as corporate ministry. I agree with what you're saying here. I, from the seams, of, from the seams of it, I I think they dropped the ball on this one right away. What Impact is doing with Crazy Steve is fucking amazing. Please check out Impact Wrestling and Access TV. Oh man, they totally rebranded this guy. He's an insane guy. Great storytelling. Great story overall. Um, Impact, check it out. Still a thing. Dude, we're, Thursday nights. We're going. We're we're over time. Yeah, of course dude, we are. We're, we're over time. Of course we are. Of course we are, you fucking asshole. You tell us we have to talk about what's trending, what everyone's talking about. I asked for two fucking minutes to talk about what I want to talk about, yet you always constantly find a way to shit on it. What an asshole. Any go-home thoughts for you? Except your two cents. I thought that was like two seconds. You, you no, no, that's fine. Like, what, what, go-home thoughts. Go-home, like, okay, now, I don't know now. now you, you're yelling at me. Do like, you have any go-home uh, thoughts for you? No? We can move on right now. The, the, you, 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 yeah, you go first. You, you go have, first. You, have you go first. No, I'm, I'm good. You have any golden thoughts? This is how it goes. You, I ask you. You say something. And you're, I, you're, you're, you're very aggressive right now. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like talking a, about like the, the the months build for Crazy Steve, and it's coming to fruition. And now you're like, oh, okay, we gotta move on. Well, any no, golden I mean, go thoughts for you? Yeah, you, you asked me to produce the show. You asked me to keep a watch of its time here. Like, I am sick gonna, and you know, tired. Anytime anything fucking happens, they show Taylor Swift. Can we? Can we get enough? Enough. I don't give a shit. Unless she's next to Blake Live, then show her as much as time as possible. But in the world of Taylor Swift, Zach Wilson's a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes? What world do we live in? Hey, how about what, that? What world do we Zach live Wilson in? finally showed up. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was wild. I, I never thought I'd see that coming. No, nobody did. Maybe Robert Sala's right. There's something there. I wouldn't go that far. There's one game. There's one game. Against the Chiefs, I know, but like you know, he's got to do that consistently. You weren't here last week because we took off, but uh, seventy points. I'm still riding high on that. I'm hoping we met a tough test with the Bills. Got our ass handed to us. A lot of we were exposed. I'm hoping we'll see what happens in the next coming weeks. Hope it, it was just a bump in the road, not an ex- uh, exposure. I mean, it's, the Dolphins weren't going to go undefeated, man. Like uh, you know, the Bills are a very good team. You guys played them. At Buffalo, tough place to play. The noise got to them. A lot of things going on there. Buffalo is a very tough team. Great defense. Von Miller's coming back. It's uh, I feel like Mel Kuyper right now. I don't know what's going on, but it's uh, you guys were going to lose a game at some point, but you guys still a very good team. You guys facing the Giants, so probably scoring another seventy points. I fucking wish. 
hope so, man. But yeah, football. Gotta love it. Quarter of the way done for the season. Can't believe it. Time flies. Uh, you know, don't don't go like that, man. I I, ch- I cherish every single week with football. You know, like, it, it's it, it's a very special time. It's it's sacred ground for me. You know, every Sunday, I just it's my time with the Jets. Football in general, man. Like, yes, I am a Jets fan for my sins. I get it. Like you know, we suck. Yes, but like you know, we, we we've sucked for over a decade now. You know, so I, 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 you know, we have DraftKings, I, you know, sports gambling, fantasy football. You know, I, I, I invest in other things here with football. I'm financially invested, if you will. Great. Good, good luck. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. But, but yeah, man, I, I feel like with the strike, I, I, I don't have a lot to talk about as far as go home thoughts. You know, we, we have BCWs. I'm sorry. We have BCW's Nightmare at the Mecca coming up October 22nd. Uh, that's the big deal. That's the biggest thing we have coming up here at Richfield Park, New Jersey. Listen, man, lots of people are going to be defending the championships there. We have Darius Carter defending his World Heavyweight Championship against. Actually, with you, I am. I am. I'm spoiling your whole thing, aren't I? Yeah, you yeah, are. Like you always BCW. do. It's fine. Okay, you just love. Right. No, do you, you think? Just love to do it. Do you think? You always do, do, do think. it. It's fine. Do you think? Me and AJ have a thing going on that doesn't include you for some reason. You like you refuse to come on the show, and it's just like okay. Yeah, I, I'm like, never invited on the show. I've asked before if I could come on the show. You guys don't have me on. Who's yelling now? Uh, no, I invited you. You just like oh, I'm too busy. I got I, I got like headshots. No. I got like a manicure. I got a fucking massage. Lies, lies. I am okay. never. I did. I have receipts right here, right now. Are we recording? We're not we're even recording video. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Shot at BCW. Me and AJ. Went over the first half of the card, so go back the previous episode for this one. Check it out. Uh, stay tuned for the next half of the card for Nightmare at the Mecca, October 22nd, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Tickets are available on the BCW social medias, B-R-I-I underscore combination underscore wrestling on Instagram, BCW underscore wrestling underscore on X, and Breed Combination Wrestling on the Facebooks. Good time. You got to come on the show one time, man. We, we, me and AJ have a good times. Invite me on. That'd be great. I have multiple times. I'd love to come on. I have multiple you, times. You, you, oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Are you serious right now? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'll, fine. I'll come on. I'll come on in the next one. Okay. Tell AJ. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's a thing. Run it by AJ. That's what you just said. Is, AJ's it, never going to have me on. Yeah, he will. He's a fair and partial person. Oh, fuck he, off. He, he's a giver opportunities. Whoa. Well, for me, you can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com. You can find all... My social media links on there, along with my work, well, Shot of Wrestling's work. You can follow us at Shot of Wrestling, uh, all forms of social media. Uh, we are we also have a YouTube where our show is on. You can check us on there to see us in video form. Yeah, give us a rating. Give us what you think uh, what we deserve. To give us a review. Let us know how we're doing, what you want to see, what you like, what you don't like, and all that jazz. Prior to episode 100, Greenman and I interviewed a artist called Patiac. He was nice enough to give us a uh, our intro song. So when episode 100 hit, we have a full-fledged theme song. It's like three minutes long, but we cut it down. There was one time Green Man and I are talking about, like, how can we end this show? Is there any, like, uh, we need, like a song to end the show? Is there, any, is there any TV shows that have like, a theme song at the end? He asks me. I'm like, yeah, of course. Right away, Frasier. Oh man, can you write? Can you write a song about that easily? Yeah, buddy, and that's the song you'll hear in a matter of seconds. 
Apparently, I thought everybody knew that. That is the Frasier theme song that we're parroting. Uh, my co-host here, Marcus Davenport the third, texts me, Oh my god, are you parroting the Frasier theme song? I heard it on the radio. Apparently, Mark Schwann never heard of Frasier before. He's never seen Frasier, never heard of the song before. So for the last three years he's been on the show, he said he thought that I made that up. He thought I was like a lyrical genius. I mean, I'll take it. But that's a Frasier theme song, my friend. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ring. Oh, no, that's our song. I don't remember the original song anymore. But yeah, it's Frasier. And you're an actor. I, I feel like because of the strike, I can't say anything. <laughs> uh, even better. Even better. Let's keep going then. Um, if you're new to the show, you'll hear what I'm talking about right now. For Moshron, I have been your host at Monkey Putty. Until next week, putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ring in hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody!